You ready to roll, D? We're rolling. <laughs> we are, officially. This is Mark Bondi and DJ Dudley D. Recording another episode of Paisley Nights, chronicling the days of wild. We are here to tell the stories about Paisley Park from the people that lived it. The people that were in the scenes, the people that were close to Prince, the people that saw what they saw. We're going to tell those stories, we're going to break them down, we're going to get into it, we're going to digest it, we're going to put them on wax, and we're going to share it with the people. Y'all ready? I think they are. <laughs> you think they are? I hope they are. It should be fun. Tonight, we are going to be interviewing a, a, a guest who, who saw Prince a bunch of times, was in the Paisley scene for a long time, Bill Wenzel. Bill, you ready? I am ready. All right. Bill is ready. Yeah. Dudley D is ready. And we're just going to start this party off because this this is about an opportunity. Uh, a Prince, back in the day, you know, really all the way up through uh, the time he died, he would open the doors of Paisley. Paisley Park to average people and mm-hmm. we got to go out and we got to see him again and again and again there were parties there were performances there were celebrities and in the midst there was just all kinds of stories all kinds of stuff that we saw and we want to talk about those we want to we want to tell those stories we've heard from engineers We've heard from musicians. We've heard from the celebrity community about how great Prince is. Uh, we want to talk to people that were close to him in, in kind of a different place, a, a, a subculture that was very, very unique. I, I think in the in the history of music, I don't think anybody did this kind of thing, right? Madonna ain't open in her place, is she? No. I don't. Does she have a place? Does she have a place? <laughs> Neverland. Did, did, did Michael Jackson open his place? Not if you're over 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Prince used to open the doors, and, 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 and it was a scene, it was a place, and we want to tell those stories because average people like ourselves got to see the greatest musician of all time perform week in and week out, really. It was it was crazy time. So, Bill, it, it is good to have you on the show. It's great to be here. It is exciting. We're, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We're going to let this thing stretch out. We're going to let it breathe. But... Before we kind of get into all the Prince stuff, why don't you just kind of give us a sense of who you are, what you do. Who is Bill? Who is Bill? Why is Bill here? Why is Bill here? Here we go. So Bill is still trying to figure that all out. but um, Aren't we all? (laughs) Yep. Uh, So I've been in Minneapolis pretty much my whole life. Uh, Are you from here? I was born in Chicago. Parents moved up here when I was one. Okay. So this is all I know. We'll give you a pass. Thanks. (laughs) Appreciate that. Um, and, uh, as far as the, uh, the Prince aspect goes, I fell in hard back in 82 when I heard 1999 for the first time. So you go back to 82, 82. Wow. So how old were you in 1982? I was 14 and I heard 1999 on my very first clock radio. So, so what's it like hearing? So, it, it, it's nineteen eighty two. Mm-hmm. What's it like hearing Prince in Minneapolis? How do you tie that to kind of like the geography? Because this is this is our boy, right? This yeah. is this is our guy, yeah. and he's rocking. You're hearing him on yeah. your clock radio. It, in the beginning, there wasn't the he's a Minneapolis guy yet. I, I think that came quickly. It was just a holy crap! This song blows my mind. 
I've never heard anything like this before. And I'm can I can I ask what else were yeah. you what else were you into at that point? Um we had a lot of it was the like KS95 was on our house or Beatles and Elvis and what your know. parents were listening to. Yeah, okay. yeah. And what wasn't bad at all. It was there's a lot Bro- of the music. Doobie, Doobie Brothers? Not a, no, 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 no. no, they didn't go that route. <laughs> Mine did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, I remember I, I got that they, that clock radio, which was, at the time, households had one stereo in the living room. That was it. And then I got a clock radio so I could have music in my own bedroom. And later I went in, plugged it in became a rebel and put on the pop station WLOL <laughs> and uh the, 99.5 yep yep <laughs> very first song that came on was 1999 and I bruised my jaw as it fell open and you know so once you got into them like yeah did you go back to get old stuff did, I did. you yep um I had all of his previous releases um before Purple Rain came out and what happened when Purple Rain hit um, there was a there's a lot of different things with that. Um, absolutely in love with the When Doves Cry video. Uh, seeing the movie two or three times the first night or two was out. Hearing so much backlash from so many non Prince fans about, you know, he sucks. He didn't even play the guitar in this song. He wasn't this and everything. And that's you know, he's weird. He's weird. You know, <laughs> he's gay. He's you know. And 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 you're, so you're trying to figure out this dude is like the best thing I've ever heard in my life, and you know, so you kind of closeted it in a little bit for a while. So I mean, you're in 1982, you mm-hmm. fall in love with him, yeah. And and did you ever like fall out of love? Was there ever no. a season where like Prince wasn't involved in your life? Never, never. Wow. So when was the first time you saw him him live? Purple Rain tour. Purple Rain tour. What? Yeah. Where? At the, was it the Civic Center at the time? I think the it was in St. Paul. I actually have my ticket stub out in the car right now. Fantastic! Do you just, yes. do you just carry that around with you? Just I didn't realize I had. I, I don't know. I, I was I was digging through something one day, and I'm like, why is that in my car? <laughs> but um, uh, you should probably put that someplace. A I, more, yeah, yeah, a little more secure. <laughs> Frame it, maybe. Yep. <laughs> but going to that show, uh, I. I was kind of, I wasn't a new kid in high school, but all my friends that I had in junior high went to a different high school. And so I was remaking friends in high school. And then the concert was right away in my first year in high school that, that December. And so I went with someone who was a new friend. He ended up showing up late to his own house because his parents were driving us to the concert. So I missed um, all the opening acts. No time. No time. No Sheila E. No Sheila E. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but we got there in time for Prince. And then he wanted to leave before Purple Rain. Stop being uh, that uh, guy's friend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was done. <laughs> so, that was the first time. And the second time, I think it had to be, was it Love Sexy? He didn't have any tours for... Yeah, he did the Love Sexy at the Met. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw all those. Now, did you see Prince around town? Like, would you, like... At, at back that then, point, no. No, okay. No, back back then. then. When did you start seeing Prince around town? Um, 
probably not till the 90s, the mid-90s. Where would you say. see him? Uh, usually, um, well, obviously Glam Slam. Saw him there a lot. But then I would see him other places around downtown. Um, I, w- I would see him sometimes getting sneaking into the Target Center for Timberwolves games. And uh, I never really saw him at any, like, clubs or restaurants or anything like that. It was just, like, Target Center or... Um, yeah, that's about it. So on the Glam Slam, like, mm-hmm. were you a Glam Slam regular? I was the first person in the door when he opened up. For like, real? what do you mean? Like, like, like you stood out in line, like, <laughs> 9 o'clock, the club so, is open, and there's Bill ready there, to roll. Yeah, two of my friends went and stood in line because I was at work. And I showed up, and there was line around the block and everything, and there was one dude in front of us. They opened the doors, and he went to the side to talk to one of the bodyguards. And so I was like, oh, I'm walking in. They're playing Pop Life. I'm in Glam Slam number one. <laughs> wow. What was going on at Glam Slam at the time? What year is this? What, what year is Glam Slam oh, open? Oh, wow. Um, holy crap, I do not remember what year it opened 90s? up. 90s? It was, this, 90s, was, this, yeah. was this like post... So, um, I'm going to see... Post Diamonds and Pearls. I feel like it's like symbol album time. 92, it, 93? Probably somewhere in 92 if I'm putting my timeline in my head together correctly yeah so when you're walking in there you're, you're yeah. standing first in line why do you want to be first in line um it just like I said, it just worked out that way my my friends were there in line uh for how many hours they stood there and as we walked in it was just somewhat you know we, we were together but i was just like a little bit ahead of them and the one dude that was in front of us he just didn't walk in right away he walked over to the side to talk to someone else so you got in first yeah and what 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 are you what are you in line for once hey, you just so we know 1989 1989 yes. okay the slam opens okay yeah really it's crazy so yeah it's 1989 so seven years you've been into prince what was yeah. it like knowing that prince had a had a club in minneapolis what what did that mean like was there a buzz around that what was that all about there was a buzz around that as far as in the my, my group of Prince friends I had at the time. And um, one of them is actually my roommate right now. <laughs> um, but uh, we were actually going to Glam Slam three, four, five nights a week. Wow. And what's happening at Glam Slam three, four, five nights a week? Like, why do you keep <clears throat> rolling through the doors and being number mm-hmm. one Bill walking through there? In the beginning, it was really just a lot of dancing and a lot of um, DJs. There wasn't a lot of live stuff right away in the beginning. It was just dancing and meeting new people who were also Prince fans. And that was, like, the first experience with that where, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, it was a lot of, you know, people didn't like him. They thought he was weird, with all, all that, that negativity about him. And I get to go to a place now where everyone's like me. They're all Prince fans. They all enjoy what this man does. And you said you had, like, Prince friends. Like, what's a yeah. Prince friend? <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dustin so, and I are right. Prince friends, so yeah. we we know about the Prince yeah. friend stuff. Um, so like David, uh, he's been my main Prince friend, and like every album release since Cherry Moon, we would get together that first day and listen to it together, like up nice. until probably maybe the last eight years ago. Okay, you know, so so that's like a Prince friend. Like the album's yeah. coming out, we yeah. are gonna get this album. We're gonna yep drop the needle and. Yep, and listen, and uh, when cassettes were coming out then, so we'd be able to drive around town and listen to it, you know, however many times you wanted to drive around town and listen to it. 
And then he was also the one that we started, we made connections where we could get unreleased stuff. What? Yeah. What kind of unreleased stuff? How did you get unreleased stuff? <laughs> the dude that we got hooked up with first was Captain Bizarro. This dude was so weird. He called himself Paisley. Dude was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he got us. Um, wait, wait. You guys called him Captain Bizarro? or Yeah, we called him okay. that. Yeah, but he, he called himself Paisley. He called himself okay, Paisley. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And uh, we got um, we got the Black Album when that got all canceled and destroyed, and we got Love Sexy the like two days because it was what a three week gap between that being Black Album canceled and Love Sexy came out. So we got Love Sexy early, and early, and then after that we kept getting you know some of the albums early. We would get you know. The rehearsals we got the 87 show at first Ave and you know all that kind of stuff so, so. you've been listening to all of that for like yeah. a very long yeah. time you've been into it for yeah. a minute so so <laughs> let's get back to the glam slam story mm-hmm. so it, they're dance parties things are going on yeah. you're there three four five nights a week yeah. your number one bill walking through the door here yeah. we go bill he's making me feel so, young i like this no i like it too <laughs> see we come we come on the scene a bit later yeah than you. yeah um so <laughs> let me ask you this like when you're in there like how often is prince showing up Saw him a couple times a week in the beginning, and really? and he was just hanging out. There was no performances or anything in the beginning, and I would uh, imagine too, like it's his club, it's his yeah. new club that opened. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna pop down, like I'm gonna see what's going on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he was always upstairs, what they called the members area at the time, and that was when I had my my first interaction with him, where I was down dancing. Now, had you seen him before this first interaction? This wasn't your first Prince spotting. This was your first interaction. First interaction. So tell me yeah. about, before we get into the first right. Prince interaction, yeah. and I want to I talk about the first Prince interaction, yeah. tell me about the first time you saw Prince. It was at Target Center, uh, walking in for a game. My brother also worked there, and then um, at, he worked at Target Center. And so I was able to come in through some of the back ways to, to get to our seats sometimes, and was coming in there and I saw Prince walk. They they they, they snuck him around quick. Yeah, and he was yeah. moving fast. Yeah. And what 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 did you think when you saw him? Were you ready for that? Because I mean, you'd been a fan. You'd liked his yep. music. I mean, and you yep. were like, and you weren't at this point like some like non-hardcore fan. You were getting bootlegs yeah. from Paisley, <laughs> aka Doctor Bizarro. <laughs> so first time yep. you see Prince, um, it, it's one of those things where. You see him, and at first you don't believe it. Double take. Double take, exactly. And then you realize it, and then it's one of those, like, time freezes, and, you know, and, and your your heart's going, rah, rah, you know. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you're like, did I just see that? Did I just see Prince walking by and going up to the, you know. So, so what was he wearing? Do you remember what he was wearing? Uh, I remember a black trench coat. And white pants. I think he had the shoulder length hair at the time, if I remember right. Nice. That might be foggy. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying you. The yeah. funny thing is, people always remember what he was wearing. Yeah, man. he was looking. Yeah. He was looking sharp. Yes. So, so you saw him there, and then did you see him again? Like once you were going to Glam Slam, he was there a couple times when you were there. Yeah. Like where was he in the? D- he was up in the. He was up. He was in upstairs. The, I never yeah. saw him and downstairs. And in just the like. Peering over, like watching the crowd. Yep. What was his? Yeah, he would. He would 
he would watch people dance. He would sit back in his chair sometimes where he couldn't see the dance floor. But then there's times where he was standing up along the, the glass railings that were up there. And, and he could watch. And was he bringing new music? Was he bringing, like, Glam Slam? Like, I mean, we, we were talking about it the other night. You know, like, Prince was always bringing, mm-hmm. like, I got the new track. I'm going to mm-hmm. bring it to the club. We're going to turn it up a little louder than everything else that's playing. And see how people react. I think the first time with that that I can remember that was when he had the, the remix for Get Off. And he had that separate album cover for that one. Um, he brought that down to the DJ. So how many? How long is it from when you hear Get Off, Prince Bring It Into The Club, and it getting released to the street? Wow. Um, is it, is yeah. it weeks? Is it months? Is it like a year? You know year? what? I think, I think that... Um, I think he brought it to uh, what's that record store over by where like, 35W Construction is? Um, oh, Electric Fetus. Yeah, yeah. I think he brought some over there like in the next day or two, so those were available right away. If I remember so, right. So, so you yeah. you heard it, and then it was like you could actually go yeah. and buy it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so you're going to Glam Slam. We talked about seeing Prince. He's mm-hmm. there, so you're you're getting a little more used to like him being. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're in the same space, yeah. right? But yeah. there's like being in the same space and then there's like him running into you. Him running into you. So yeah. so <laughs> so tell us about that first interaction. But the very first one was he was upstairs, I was down on the dance floor. We were doing our thing, and one of my friends hits me and points me up. And whatever move I was doing at the time, Prince was doing it up there. So, Prince, so he was copying so, my move. Uh, uh, I was gonna, or, or were you copying Prince's no, move? No, he was. Maybe I was doing something that he had done in the past. That I don't remember, but they pointed him out to me because he was doing what I was doing on the floor. He was clowning you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's He's happened. Like, he, no, I mean, he, he, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't taking that on tour as part no. of the thing. He wasn't incorporating that into the system. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. So, so. Prince saw you, recognized yeah. your dance skills, yeah. and was... <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he he did my move out of everyone on the dance floor. So, so Prince is doing your dance moves up in the, up in the uh, members area. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was your reaction to that? How did you feel? Like a 12-year-old little schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, cause like, I've had those experiences where you're just like... <laughs> Damn, you are so much cooler than me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the time where he ran into me, that was the next time. The time he ran into He, you. he literally ran into me. Like, so where, what, what, where, where are you? This was... So after a while, because we were there so often, me and Dave and Stacy, we got like carte blanche. We didn't pay when we went in. We got to go up to the members' room. You know, and it was just, it's just you know. baller status. Yeah, yeah. So we we were like, we were like the glam slam celebrities. You know, <laughs> um, started playing. The DJ led us in the booth, and we would pick out records for him to play. And wow, you know, just running. You know, I mean, that's just yeah. amazing. I, I yeah. had no idea that. No, about this, this this is uh, all yeah. new information. <laughs> so at some point, though, he starts doing shows, yeah. right? Yeah. And now, are you? You're at these shows, yes, I assume. Absolutely. Okay, so talk to us about like so he starts playing these shows. Mm-hmm. What is that like? Is he playing on the main stage? Is he playing in the upstairs? There's both like, going on. And and, yeah. and what's happening? Um 
everything. You, it, you never knew what it was going to be, which is what we all experienced at, at Paisley. You never knew what you're going to get, and that was the same at Slam. It, you you didn't know if it was going to be more of the nights there were more of his party music. You know, when he was playing, he was, he was doing all the, the, the funky party stuff. There was some nights where it was a little slower, a little more laid back, but, um, you know, and, and some of the more laid back ones were upstairs. That's what I was just going to ask. It was, yeah. Most of the stuff was main stage or was it back upstairs? They, they did. It was about equal. Back and forth? Yeah. And so you couldn't just get into the upstairs, right? Like, we could. You could well, but, but it wasn't for everyone though. You're you know? the first person into the slam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Build number one. Yep. So I mean, so some people did. Did everybody in the place know that like that this was happening, or is it like you just got to be part of the inner circle, or close? Maybe not the inner circle, right. but like there's like a circle. You got to cross a line. Right. Um, back in the slam days, it was you would show up and you would see the stage set up. And then you would be like, oh, we're not leaving the dance floor. We're right. staying right here the whole night. Because you didn't know when it was going to start or what was going to happen. So would he also do shows like people would be in the main area of the club and then he'd be playing, like he'd start playing upstairs mm-hmm. and you guys would go upstairs and not, obviously not everybody could get in there. Right. So yeah. had to... Did people know they were missing something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, on, and I've been there. <laughs> there you know, there, there was, I think there was two shows that were in the upstairs room that for whatever reason, it was like, no, you, no, not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember what was going on those nights, but yeah. So how many shows do you think you saw at Glam Slam? Probably 35 to 40. Wow. And who's the band? Is this, this is, this is Sonny, mm-hmm. Tommy, yeah. Michael. Yep. yep. Um, Maite. Yep. Um, wait, she wasn't there right in the beginning, obviously, but. Um, there weren't performances right away when it first opened up. Um, but yeah, those were the no, those that were the was guys. the crew. So yeah. tell me, tell me your favorite show from Glam Slam. What's like the best memory you have of Prince at Glam Slam? What show was that? If you could go back, like to <laughs> one show at Glam one Slam, one show, one show, the one that stands out in my mind the most. Um. This is when it was the first time that he charged like 50 bucks for a show, which we were all like tripping. Can we afford to go here? It was, you know, that was at the time, that was a lot of money to drop on a concert. Yeah. Even though it was, you know, it was for Prince. Today, priceless. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, You got the ticket stuff for that one? (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, We went to the first show and there was back to back, it was like a Saturday, Sunday or Friday, Saturday. I can't remember what it was. So we were almost to the first show, and then after that was done, no one else was going to go to the second one, and that day I went and I bought my own ticket, so I went, and if you remember Slam, then there was the there was the, the, the stage, the dance floor, then the DJ booth was right across from that, and then behind there, there was another like dining section where yep. like, tables were. Yep, yep. Yeah, I remember that. So... I was back there about standing up on the, that half wall. Yeah. So I was straight back from the stage, but standing up there. And then that night he opened with gold. <laughs> and that was, they came out, the, the, the invited the news crews in. And so they were there for gold. 
And he played that, and I'm just back there going. And this is like way I'm, before I'm in it heaven. comes out, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I bet you it was right about the time he was going to drop that album. Okay. But, so. I mean, he had that. I mean, he was doing David Letterman. David Letterman mm-hmm. had gold on it like yep. a year and a half before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Before that it is hit. True. I bet you it's 94. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it's yep. early. So, and then the what, rest what, of the, What was it about that song and that whole deal that just like had you like. There was so much buildup coming up for it, and it was, it was, yeah. We never got the bootlegs of that, so oh. we hadn't heard it at all. So for me, it was all this buildup. This song that they're talking about. This is you know, this is new Purple Rain. This is so new. So you had anthem. you'd heard about the song. I heard about but the song, but you never heard. Yeah. It. Where, where were you right. hearing the about the song from? There, um, like there was, I don't know, remember exactly where they're putting them in, but there was like letters that you know. A letter from Maite, yeah, I you know, that. you know, written that. to Prince about, yeah. you know, you're you're going in the right direction, and this song is beautiful, and it's going to change stuff, whatever. And yeah. so there there was stuff like that, and I can't remember who else had those type of letters, but I remember Maite specifically. So the word about the song was out, just hadn't heard it, just didn't, you know. So you hear it for the first time, and yeah, meet, it, meet all the expectations. Oh my god, I, I I was on, I was beyond cloud nine. I, it, it was. It was such a powerful moment hearing that after I can, hearing I all can the build up. Feel that like so. so yeah. Yeah. Let me like, just, yeah. just just kind of ride that whole vibe, you know. Um, when do you feel that again? Like I mean, like because I mean that that experience right. happens to you. I mean, you not see, very often, yeah. But but it's, when but, when do you when do you have that 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 experience again where you're just like, oh my god, I cannot believe this just happened. It's a very good question, and it did happen. Um, trying to dig through my brain. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we have to come back to that. Yeah, we can come I'm, back I'm, to I'm it. But, 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 but one, it did so. happen. But it, it did right? happen. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I mean, because I look at the yeah. shows that I saw. Right. I mean, I saw Prince Neighborhood 160 times, and there's like a series of like, oh man, like 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 you see him, you see him, you see him, and mm-hmm. then like, you see him. Yeah. Like I, it, I think the other thing is too, like when you you start to see him so many times, like during him rehearsing for a tour mm-hmm. you know what i mean you you kind of get the set list a little bit or yeah. kind of see what the direction he's going yeah but then all of a sudden when he just flips it and does something that just you're not ready you for out, it, yeah right? you're just like yeah. oh yes yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's like you break through right to yeah. like a whole different level because yeah. at that point let me ask you this question at the time you see him play gold and it's like this is the best right i mean how many times did you see him at that point Cause you, yep. you you done you you were all the way back to Purple Rain. Yeah. You saw the Love Sexy show. Yep. You've been hanging out at the Slam. So I mean, at that point, it might have been around fifteen. So it was still really new when the, okay, the whole so, lab experience. And, and and then you're just like, oh man, this is yeah. we're taking this to like the next yeah. level. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're at the Slam, like you know they they do a lot of videos there. Were you mm-hmm. there for any of the video shoots? I didn't see any video shoots at the Slam. No. Okay, okay. Were you there for like the Exodus stuff then? Yeah. So tell me about that, because the Exodus uh, I'm stuff. I'm so is, jealous. You know, because <laughs> all all I want is more Exodus stuff. And uh, if you don't know about the Exodus and you are listening to this podcast, you better ask somebody. Go get that out. album. I'm I'm serious because people don't know about the right. Exodus album. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's my it's my favorite album. Oh, we should just keep talking about it just so people know how awesome the Exodus album is. Yeah. We should talk about it. It's so good. We so, should just 
take a break and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Hit pause. Mashed potato girl. Mashed potato girl. Um, oh, man. It is so good. Get freaky. Let your head bob. The good mm-hmm. life. Y'all, mm-hmm. if you don't know, you better ask somebody. Google that. Um, so. Motherfucker, I count the days. <laughs> you know what's funny? So, I, I was, when I was doing the, uh, the Super Bowl stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I was looking through. And I actually found a clean version of that. Okay, yeah. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, yeah, I they got like, a radio edit of that. Yep. I didn't know that. I yeah, mean, yeah, you got like, you got to play. I was like, it coming to play this, man. For sure. I mean, Sony T on the vocals. I mean, the, the first f- three lines of that song always just cracked me up. What are they? Here's Good. a church. Is that, is yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a church. Here's a steeple. Here's a motherfucker I want to blow away. <laughs> here's my chance. <laughs> Hear the yells of the people. <laughs> yep. Well, I gotta make this mother effer pay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mother effer, I. <laughs> I mean, that album is so good. Yeah. So, so you're down, just total aside there. By the way, just an Exodus prop up <laughs> right there. It's just an Exodus commercial. It's fantastic. So you're at the Glam Slam during the Exodus days because I mean yes. he was playing. I mean he he released it in Europe in '94, mm-hmm. but I mean he was doing a lot of songs from that. Yeah. Yeah, and. No, Those, no, he released in Europe in 95. It would have been 95. Spring of 95. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, those were just, it was just just like a wild party scene. What What do you mean on, a wild party scene? Prince, wild party scene? What's going yeah, on here? Yeah. Tell, tell us about this. We want, um, we want to scratch this. You, you, would, you would go there wanting to have enough room cause, to dance because you knew what was going to happen and you knew you wanted to dance and then there was like not much of a chance to dance because you're like shoulder to shoulder with people who were also trying to dance. So you were still enjoying the moment. You're still trying to move around, but instead of, you know, really getting into your groove, you were like, I'm listening, I'm yeah. watching, I'm enjoying, I'm feeling this, you know, and it was just mayhem of bodies and banging into each other and, you know. And, I mean, Prince is not cool at this point, right? I mean, he, no. he, he he's not even Prince at this point. Like, they're, yeah, they're, he's, he's, a, he's name change. He's, he's... His name change. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of seen as weird. So what – yeah, he, Bill just pointed at the uh, the symbol on, uh, on Dustin's laptop. So his name change, like, what is it like kind of being a Prince fan at this stage in Prince's career? Inside – the circle of your Prince friends, it would it didn't matter. Everything was still cool, but but everybody else, got, you probably like. They, you yeah, you, explain, you had a lot of explaining tra- to do. You got yeah, what? A lot, lot of explaining. What? So what do you mean? Like they just didn't understand? Right. Yeah, it was. Like, it was why crazy. would you be? Why would you be doing this? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. It, and it's so weird, you know. I look at it kind of post Prince death, right? And just like how much love and adoration and just like respect that the guy got, right? Mm-hmm. It was just like amazing, greatest musician. Everybody, Barack yeah. Obama's like, Prince, he was the man, right? Yeah. But there was a season where that guy was not cool. Uh-huh. And you were like literally as hardcore a fan as you could yeah. possibly be yeah. in a season when he was not cool. Yep. Did, did, did him not being cool, like why, like why did you like stick with the guy? Why didn't you just like bail on him? For me, the, none of that stuff really mattered. It was the music. It was always the music, and you couldn't get that anywhere else. You know why not? You know, there's other musicians who could make some some funky ass tunes. That they're they're there, but that's what they make. 
band. There's some musicians who, you know, did, you know, rock and roll and, and you know, you know, bang all that. There's some that are, you know, their piano, their 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 jazz stuff. You you didn't know what you're gonna get when you walked into, you know, Paisley or Slam because it could have been any of those things on any night. And it was always, it was always new. It was always fresh. It was always exciting, and it was always just. You know that that magical experience that the unknown, both, yeah, the unknown. And when you say when you say always, like, do you really mean always? Always, always. Like there was never an exception. There was never a time when you walked in there thinking, "Oh, I know what I'm gonna get. I get what's gonna happen here. It's all good. It's all good." You, 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 you never knew, and it didn't matter what he did. You still were just like, "Holy crap!" By the sufferance. Yeah, so... 100, 200, whatever times. It, it was, holy crap, I just saw So, so 100, 200, <laughs> like, let's just break it down. I mean, over the course of your life, how many times do you think you saw him? It has to be approaching 300. Oh, but I don't. I don't have an official count anywhere. I do not have an official count. You know, because <laughs> there are so many nights like Lamb so, Slam so and so many nights at Paisley. You, know? you saw Prince 300 times. It's got to be approaching that. Yeah. Oh. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 300 times. So so what makes a man want to keep going back? Why do you go and see 300 shows? There was just that uh, he, he always was above the bar. It didn't matter if like, there, there were times where he was just absolutely – pissed off at warner brothers and he would do a whole show looking at michael bland back on the drums and you, you know and just playing that way so you're just looking at his back the whole night and you, you you you're telling me you saw a show where prince kept his back to the audience mm-hmm. the entire time and looked at michael bland mm-hmm. for the whole time yeah I'm Talk sure, to me about that show. I'm sure Mike enjoyed that. I, yeah. I, no, I mean, we ever get Michael Bland on this podcast, yeah. I'm making a note right now to yep. ask him about this gig. So, yep. so talk to me about this because I mean, this is where was it? This is interesting stuff. where was it? Slam. Or, no, okay. no, no, I'm sorry. This was at Paisley. That was okay. at Paisley. This okay. is at Paisley. Okay, yeah. okay. So you're at Paisley Park. At Paisley Park, and this was it was in the, you, the the back room. It wasn't the main stage. Okay. And he he was. You know, you could tell the days that the Warner Brothers thing was getting two more, and that yeah. was one of the days that he was just pissed, pissed, and it was just guitar, and guitar, and guitar, more guitar, and you know, he, he was looking at Michael the whole night. And we're like, is he gonna turn around? Is he gonna? You know? And the answer was no, no. How long? And I mean, how long was that show? That was probably only about forty, forty-five minutes show. Okay. So you walk yeah. out of the building that night, right? Prince yeah. did not look at you the entire night. Yeah. Just wailed on the guitar. Yeah. Michael Bland got like the <laughs> face all night. You get into your car. You got your boy David with mm-hmm. you, right? What do you guys say when you're driving home from that show? What are you two guys talking about? You're you're talking about how it doesn't matter what he's up there doing. It's still going to exceed your expectations, and it's still going to blow you away, and it's still going to be. You know, it's just magical experience that you can't get anywhere else. So you're hooked. I mean, you're pretty much addicted at this point. Big time. Like yeah. you can't <laughs> stop yourself from uh-huh. going. Can I? Can I go back to Glam Slam? Yeah. Had you been out to Paisley Park before Glam Slam opened? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, a lot or yeah? How does that so, work? Okay, so David 
his uncle was one of the contractors building Paisley. So we got to go out there while it was being built. And wow. it was five. <laughs> five was a dirt road and first, Audubon Road was a... First person in Glam Slam. Yeah. Lay, Paisley Park. Laying the foundation. <laughs> right there at the beginning. We are starting yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but it was like five was a dirt road. It wasn't, you know... Yeah, he built it in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it was. It was. We actually got. um, There's a five that goes out to Minnetonka. Is it like County Five and then this Minnesota Five that Paisley's on? I don't know. So we took the wrong one at first, heading out there and driving forever. (laughs) (laughs) And then trying to get back, uh, might have been going a little fast and actually got pulled over and got a ticket. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And wait, wait. Do you have that ticket in your car still? Yeah, no, <laughs> but um, and then we drove past it the first time, and we're, 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 was that it? And we kept going for a little bit, and we turned around and got back, and that's you know. So you do you go into Paisley pre Paisley opening, or um, do you just like go out to Paisley? Out pre- to Paisley, out yes. to Paisley. We didn't get you're to looking, go in. Yeah. You're looking at the outside, yeah, etc. So so tell me about the first time you walk into Paisley Park. There was. Uh, after I, I don't know how long after it opened up, officially opened up, they did some like tour things of it where you got to go through, and you saw his like train car full of his white boots and another train car thing full of his purple boots. And, so they're doing like tours. I didn't yeah. realize they we were got doing to go through tours. Stu- that yeah. So we saw the studios. Did you pay for that or was that like a like? Yeah, hey, there was a cost for up. it. Okay. And you, you had to be bussed in. But you had the park. Where'd you find out about that? Like, was that like just like Ooh, on like WCCO just, yeah. or something? Like, hey, yeah. Paisley Park is doing tours, and you get to check it out. Yep. So you walk through the doors the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel? It was just, uh, I don't know if they still had it. Like when you were around, but he had like some fake stairs and fake doors. Like you'd open a door and there's a wall. No, I, so, no so I, have never, I have never yeah. heard about this. So, so there's fake. Back then, there, there was like, you'd go downstairs, and there was a door, you open a door, and it's just a wall. Like, huh. he had like, stuff like that back so then. So what's up with that? Like, what's he, what's, is he just messing with people? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the tour guide, he told us afterwards that there was something he did for some reason, you know, that he kind of, he kind of threw that into his, um trying to mess with like the 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 big wigs the warner brothers and all that stuff that he did that 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 was what so prince is running game on the warner brothers people y'all coming to my house yep i'm gonna make you walk down a fake set yep. of stairs i mean it's fantastic yeah. i mean this is great yeah i did not know that prince had fake stairs and fake doors at yeah. paisley park well does it, it he eventually all, take that stuff out i i I never heard of those again later on, so I don't know if it was just something. Maybe there was part of it that wasn't done. Yeah, that that was like that yeah. for. I, I I don't know. Just wild. It also but, goes to show that he always wanted it to be like, a, you know, a museum or like yeah. open to the public. Yeah, and yep. you know, right from the jump. Yeah, I didn't realize it was right from the jump. Yeah, did, did you I, know that? It was. Dustin? No, I know. No, because because I always thought like at some point he he was just like getting tired of like the glam slam world, so he opened up Paisley. Right. right? I mean, I knew other stuff was going on out there, but. So you go out there for the first time, and you're just like on a tour. When's the first time you see a show out there? Is that is, is he doing shows simultaneously or, at so, Glam Slam and at Paisley? Or that was going to be my question. Like, yeah. were you like, how many times were did you leave Glam Slam and go to Paisley Park, or was it like one or the other? The first time that there was like a 
event out of Paisley. It started at Slam, and this was it was me and Vince, and a few other people, um, maybe Mike and I can't remember. But so we're at Slam. We're, this is back when like everyone can go upstairs. It wasn't just exclusive anymore. And so we're all upstairs, and there was a DJ. And all of a sudden they announced they're going to do a scavenger hunt. And when the scavenger hunt was done, if you got everything, they would give you a pass to go out to Paisley Park. Serious scavenger hunt here. <laughs> yeah. Best and scavenger I, hunt ever. I don't remember I what. Get, I'm getting this stuff, though. I don't care what's going to happen. Yep. I am going to get this stuff. I'm going to Paisley. Yep. So I don't recall at all what it was we had to find or get or do. But I know Vince and I were one of the first few to finish. And we run out to our cars, and he's like, I don't know how to get there. I'm like, just follow me. He's like, you got to go fast because we've got other people. We want to. And there was something. So if this is like a game. Man. Yeah. I mean, this is a game. You're getting the scavenger hunt, you're yep. finding the deal, and then you are. You get like the golden ticket almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I you would, got to go. I'd call it the purple ticket. The purple <laughs> ticket. I mean, this is wild. Yeah. This is wild. And then um, we get out on 394. We're heading out there, and two other guys that were in the group, I mean, they just, like, 100 miles an hour, just fly by us. And then the cop pulled over both of our cars. We were like, we weren't the ones. <laughs> so on. we got tickets. Popo. Yeah. And if anybody's keeping score, this is the second, second time going he's to Paisley. been pulled <laughs> over going to Paisley Park. And, uh, <laughs> Something about that adrenaline. No, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there is like the Paisley back to my ex's deal, like yeah. Return of the Bump Squad would hit while I'm driving in my Honda. And I'll tell you what, all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, I gotta slow down here, you know. Anyway, go ahead. I know all yep. about the Paisley Paisley speeding. Go ahead. Yeah. So we finally get out there, and there was like a couple dozen people already in there, and they were thanking us for getting the cops out of their way so they can go faster and this was actually they had food there they had beverages there n- nothing to you know no alcohol but it wasn't like when things really started going where there was you know you just went there and maybe got bottles of water you know? right for two dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and then he played all the paisley that night so. and that was the first time you saw him at paisley yeah yep. what, what was the set list like on that you remember i don't remember right now what year? Three hundred shows, man. It's hard. It's, I know. Hard, it's hard. It's hard to remember set. Come list, on, Bill. So, I, I mean, so you don't remember the set list, but like, do you remember like walking through the doors and being like, "This, there's a show that's going to yeah. happen here." Yeah, yeah, and that was just, um, like, we were. Where did they sequester us? We walked in. They had us in a room where they they had like like a buffet table. They, they had like one thing I remember. There was, they had this white chicken chili there that was so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so they're, they're serving. I can white, remember that. They're, they're I remember white, the food. I don't remember the music for some reason. <laughs> white chicken chili. Yeah. At Paisley at Park. Paisley Park for free, right? Like you just yeah, like just, just grab yourself a cup of white yep. chicken chili. You can have a bottle of water and here's some Fritos. Yep. And there was it was a specific Prince will be on shortly. <laughs> yeah. There, there was some like like chef food truck guy whatever that it was his all his food that was there. I remember all that. Why can't I remember the music? That's no, weird. No, because because it's like it's like the details are are interesting. Because like yeah. I remember things like where like the catering was there and mm-hmm. like seeing like all like the accoutrement of of like the scene. Like I remember those images, but I can't remember exactly what he played or how he played. Yeah, it. you know, it's just like it just it, it's like the white chili is like 
Like it's like memorable, yeah. right? Because it's yeah. so different. That, that's the white chicken chili night. That was right. the white. You know, I mean, that, that, you know, it's crazy, but it just shows yeah. you. Uh, I mean, you. I mean, you have spent pretty much an entire year yeah. of your life yeah. seeing Prince live. Yeah, and that's like that's not does not include all of the dance nights, mm-hmm. right? Nope. And then I mean, you did like the dance nights out at Paisley too. I'm guessing, yeah. right? Absolutely. Because yeah. you, you got to go because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't know because there's always <laughs> the expectation. How did you – so as you transitioned to Paisley Park, I mean, how are you getting information that like, hey, something's going to be happening at Paisley. Something's going on. How did you know these things were going to internet, be- The internet's like it, minimum. You right. Know, like, you got to be in the that inner circle. Right, yeah. And lucky for me, um, uh, I had two friends that were way more tied into everyone at Paisley than I was. And who are these people? Uh, Christina and Vince. Yeah. So Christina Thrones. Really? Yeah. Who okay. just got married? Who so. just got yeah. married? Yeah, we were at the wedding. I don't know her last name. And Vince, uh, I yeah. I don't know Vince well. I mean, I know he passed away. Yeah. R.I.P. to Vince. Um, how how did you know Vince and Christina? Like, did you meet him in the scene or? No, um. Uh, Vince's older sister, who is my roommate right now for a little bit until she moves to England. Um, she was my best friend for a couple of years. And after a couple of years, you know, and then I was with the girl I ended up being engaged to that didn't last. That was a couple of years. And when that finished kind of Vin- Vince then jumped in to the, the void. Yeah. Stacy, I think she moved to Tennessee at the time, I think. Yeah. I don't remember, but so that's how Vince got in the circle and then we met Christina through Vince and then Teft and, you know. So did you... Prince did, friends. Yeah. yeah. So was, yeah. was Vince a Prince fan before you yeah. met him? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And Christina obviously was mm-hmm. also? Okay. Absolutely. Yep. Gotcha. And then Teft, because, I mean, like we know Teft, obviously. Yeah. And we know you through yeah. Teft, right? Yeah. So how did you meet Teft at Paisley? So here's how this all came about. Teft applied to live at the apartment complex that Vince was managing. Oh! Oh, and wow. on his application, he mentioned he's a Prince fan. Teft did? Yeah. Because he had the Adora plates, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he had those back then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember well, that. He, he had, had the Adora plates he back then. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember We're going to get Teft on this thing. We're going to talk yep. to Teft about this, too. <laughs> I remember he had that purple truck, and his. Uh, yeah. It was like super high tech at that time, but he could get into his truck by hitting the, the numbers yeah. on the outside of the handle. <laughs> and of course, it was 1999. Uh-huh. Come on, Teft. <laughs> <laughs> Still friends with Tuff today? Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. yep. Just talked to him on the phone twice last week. So. Yeah. I mean, talk to us. I mean, how many friends and like in your circle of relationship, how many of your close friends are like Prince people? Uh, probably about a third of all my friends. And that's, you know, family, work, friends, work, everything. It, it, about a third of them are all all prince geeks like me it's one of those things too where it's like if you meet somebody that's also a prince fan and you haven't met them before it's like oh we have so much in common like yeah like we we can talk for hours already you know i don't even you know well there's just just today i went to chipotle and is shout out chipotle sponsor us yep (laughs) (laughs) i'm last dude in line i'm watching one girl leave and i see her key and she's got like a three-inch symbol keychain, you know, the print symbol. Nice. Yeah. Rocket. And so I went, dearly beloved. She goes, what? 
<laughs> I was like, I got you. <laughs> That's like when I was in Austin recently for a friend's uh, bachelor party. We just randomly walked into this bar and the lead singer had the symbol okay. around his neck. And I'm yeah. like, I need to talk to this guy. Yeah. Like, I need to, you know, I, I just need, need to know. I need to know who dude. you are. Like, shake yep. your hand. Like, I just need to. Yeah. We, we're going to connect. Yep. I'm going to be here to the end. And they were jamming too. <laughs> so you get. So how did it feel when Glam Slam closed? 2006, I believe. No, or it was no, 19, sorry. Ni- 1996. I was confusing the quest. Yeah. <laughs> um, 1996. 1996, it, it was, yes. There, there was some mixed emotions with it, and at the time, most of the events were already happening at Paisley, so there wasn't as much going on at Slam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when it happened, it was, it was kind of a mixed bag because it was something that it, it had such a big moment, you know, you know, in my in my life and in my timeline, so seeing that go kind of you know sucked, but we were already, you know, it was Paisley. a new scene, right? Yeah. So contrast like the glam slam scene with the Paisley Park scene. So you're transitioning, mm-hmm. we'll call it like '95, right? Probably, and this yeah. is when Dustin and I kind of come come on, right? Yeah. So this is this is like our era, that whole '95. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and that's it, it. That's it. So contrast like glam slam. And that whole deal, mm-hmm. downtown Minneapolis to Paisley Park, Chanhassen, yep. what's and did, similar, did what's Glam different? Did Glam Slam, like, fade out? Yeah. And Paisley picked up? Yep. Yep, it was like that. And then, so a lot of the differences, there was, um, there were more people at Slam. You know, Paisley was always, like, the smaller, right. you know, Cause you, had to, a, you had to know. You, you know, it wasn't 40, just everyone could 45 plus minute drive to yeah. get out there, yeah. Yeah. And it was... You know, you had to get the call from whoever to say, "Hey, it's tonight," and, and you would help for for slam. Was and you're night. not getting the call, right? Like you're not cool enough to get the call. Uh, Vince is getting the call. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I got you. Cause... <laughs> yep. Um, it, I've got a story about one of those nights too that we can get to later. No, let's talk him. about it right now. Talk right to now? us. Yeah. Right. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's not. Let's not lose it. All right. So, Vince rented out my basement for many, many years. And what, what year are we talking? Um. So this had to rough when, estimate. When this happened, this is probably this is probably about ninety six, ninety no ninety seven. Okay, I don't. But close enough. So it was <laughs> it was a night we got the call. There was going to be an event, and I'm like, "Boogie, let's go, let's go." And and he was in a mood like, like I don't know if I want to do it tonight." Oh, Wait, come what? on, yeah, come on, Vince, yeah, come on, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so the weird part about the story is. The house that I'm in, I bought it. It was an estate. The old lady died there. And we all were pretty sure that she was still there in one form, you know? Yeah. She never liked If I went downstairs to talk to Vince, my stereo always got turned off. And so we always, if she doesn't like my, she doesn't like Brent, she doesn't like my music, whatever. So on that night, we're downstairs. He's like, I don't know if I want to go. You know, I have to think about this, and we're going back and forth, and we notice, up, oh, she's turning my music off again. And then we keep going back and forth and going back and forth, and we talked about other things and other stuff going on, and then we get back to, are we going out there or not? And at one point, Vince just goes, ah, just give me a sign. 
seven starts on my stereo upstairs. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm like, okay, she wants the house for herself. Let's get out and go. <laughs> and you go to the show. We went to the show. Now, do you remember the show? I don't remember the show. Don't remember the show. <laughs> see, this is what's crazy, you know? Like, I mean, you, you see 300 shows. It's just like they yeah. just blend, they, man. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, there are blend. shows that stand out, but, you know, 300 shows, it's, yeah. So give us the, kind of that, 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 that 90s era, like a show that stands out at Paisley, 90s era. What's something that just like you think, man, I am so happy I was at that show. It was ridiculous. There's some of the party nights that were just crazy out there. Besides that, all, besides that like gold playing one. Like playing now and playing, you know, when you first started playing, um, 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 um wow. Uh, happens so many that? songs Days of Days Wild, Wild. Days of Wild yeah. my favorite song ever <laughs> yeah. by the way just in case yeah. anybody wants to know Days of Wild if you don't know you better ask somebody yep so when he first started playing that that time frame and all those shows were just it was all party all funk all just go out there and dance your ass off and that's also kind of the time that Mark and I started oh yeah discovering Paisley Park, uh-huh. the 95, 96, 97, where that whole Exodus mm-hmm. gold area was yeah. just in full effect. And hook, line, sinker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just crazy times. Yeah. Crazy times. Because, I mean, how often was he playing at that point? There, there, it would go in phases. There would be, like, maybe a month and a half, two months, where he was, like, pretty much every Saturday you were heading out there. And then you would go... Four, five, six months with nothing happening. So it was like on, off. Yeah. On, off. Yep. So while you were out there, you were doing Paisley, mm-hmm. you were you were seeing shows, you would get the gigs, you would find out about them. Vince was hooking you up with the info. Yeah. Um, various sets. Yep. All kinds of crazy stuff. Yep. Celebrities? You ever see any celebrities out of Paisley Park? Absolutely. Who'd you, who'd you see at Paisley Park? Um... Gwen Stefani, TLC, uh, Clapton. You saw Eric Clapton at Paisley Park. Yeah. Was he wait? Was he Slam or Clapton? I saw him out that one of the two. One of the two. You saw and, Eric Clapton. Like I, not I, not like not like not like some like <laughs> pseudo Eric Clapton, but like no. the Eric Clapton. And We're talking uh, slow hand. I man. used the I Prince was, line on him. I was so into Eric Clapton. I mean, yeah. I, uh, Eric Clapton. I mean, yeah. So, have you guys heard? You know the. One of Prince's bootlegs were, you know, they're they're jamming. Eric's out in the crowd, and Prince is making fun of Eric, saying, "Eric can't play this funk. He wears those flat shoes. Yeah, where's, he can't what, play what, this funk." I didn't realize because Dustin had that bootleg. Do you remember okay, yeah. that? Dustin, you remember that, right? Yeah, yeah, because you can't play the funk in in flat shoes. You got to yeah. have heels. Yeah, I remember that bootleg because Dustin had it. And yeah. what what's crazy is I didn't know up until one second ago that. Eric Clapton was actually in the crowd at that show. He was in the crowd well, at that show. Well, hold on. so this Crazy. was this was after that <laughs> event. So blow I, I my yeah. mind. I'm just catching well, up well, to you, on, Bill. You're on. blowing my mind. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> that that part I can't confirm that you got there, but the part I had was I walked up to Eric because he was just standing there by himself, and so I walked up to him. I was like, "I see you're still wearing those flat shoes." What did he say? <laughs> he was like. I am, and I can't play that funk either. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love that yeah. bootleg, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. I mean that was – it was just so quintessential Prince, right? Like calling out like one of the best guitar players mm-hmm. in the world saying, you can't do what I can do. Yeah. Oh, yep. crazy. Saw Jamie Foxx out there. 
He was out there a lot. Really? Yeah. How many times did you see Jamie Foxx out there? Handful of times. Four or five times, I think so. I never saw Jamie. Oh, when, I saw Jamie when, Fox. Jamie Fox was out yeah. there. Did I see Jamie? Yeah, Fox? Jamie Fox was out there, kind of that like ninety seven, ninety eight era. He was there. Maybe I did. Jamie Fox, Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both those dudes were out there. I only saw him once. Yeah. Maybe twice. You know, one of my most shock. I just came to my head. One of my most shocking. Times of walking into. Yeah. You know, walking to Paisley. And that dude's up there DJing. That dude, he's pointing at I'm DJ pointing Dudley Dustin, D yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> but like that was like, what in the absolute hell? <laughs> Who asked this guy to DJ? <laughs> so, so because because you had known Dustin before, I think we had just started talking, uh, hanging yeah, out, seeing yeah, each other. I think that that was as the we still had the it was me and Teft and Vince crew, and it was your guys' crew, and yeah, and we, there was, there was so, a little gap in the show. You know what yeah, I was yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna talk about this earlier too when you were talking about um, the getting the new album yeah. and then riding around. Yeah, and one of the first times that I'm assuming you were there. But it was when New Power Soul was released. Oh, yeah, and yeah. we were at Cheapo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheapo then, Records on, on Hennepin. Yeah. Yep. And then Teft was there. Mm-hmm. And that's when we all kind of were just like, hey, yep. what's your... Like, because you see... I remember, I remember you that, see yeah. Tells, uh, you know... Yep. Yeah, because there's like the regulars, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, let's go back to Glam Slam. And were the regulars there? Like, did those people, like, last? Or did they kind of just, like, fade into the sunset? Where are those there folks was, There was only maybe like three or four people from the glam slam years that I remember constantly seeing at um, Paisley. Okay. And there was um, the last night that I was at Paisley that he did the piano on the mic show. Okay. And then like the next weekend he had just a little party where yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. does a little DJ thing yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of those guys was there and, and this whole time I never, you know, we never connected much. We but you knew know, each other. You, you, but you knew him. Yeah. But you didn't know him. But yeah. you knew him. And so that night, that was like the first time at one of the events, I, I walked up. I said, dude, he said, I've seen you around since Slam. He's like, yeah. yeah, 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 man. You've been around a long time, too. And yeah. he was, he was like drunk. <laughs> was wait, so wait. Tough. Who was this? Some dude. It was some, I don't know his name. Oh, I don't okay. know his name. But he oh. was just someone I remember seeing back at, you know, he was one of the Glam Slam guys. So last show, you, so you saw 300 shows. The last show you saw was the piano and microphone show? Yep. At Paisley Park? Yep. Did you see both sets or just? I saw the second set. You saw the second set. Yeah. So that was the last set that you saw. Yeah. So tell me about that gig because I'm sure you remember that gig. Absolutely. That that night so the second song he did was um the love we make yeah and that instant i'm like worth it this is worth <laughs> <laughs> totally it's worth, worth the shuttle it's worth all the <laughs> rigmarole here yeah like. <laughs> yeah and then just that the, the whole up and down of that show the you know just he, he used purple rain in the middle of the set yeah which is weird and he, and afterwards he's even like i probably shouldn't have done that <laughs> it's a little yeah. emotional now whatever yeah. but you know and he just did like the, he hits the note on the piano and goes, everybody's looking for the ladder. And he stands back from the piano and the crowd is just loud. Like that was like the biggest crowd reaction. And just, there were so many moments like that where it, it, it was just like one of the most mind-blowing things. That show ended and it was like, this is the top, top five show ever. Yeah. And Different so, than anything else, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that was still, and he was still kind of playing around with the whole thing. He didn't have it all buttoned down yet, and it was just a mind blowing show. Top was, five, absolutely. What else is in the top wow. five? Um, there was one. 
one night audit slam no no i'm sorry one night at paisley this was it was their last like rehearsal before they went out before the um uh it was just when you got renato in the band and musicology or um, before that nope uh one night alone to one it? Night, uh no Oh yeah, kind of that whole. Uh, that was that the more the jazzy phase, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have on Rainbow bass, Children, yeah. huh? Rainbow Children. Yeah, era. that album. Yeah. So it was right before that album came That's out. That's when Dustin's so, DJing for him. Yeah, but they they did one show, right before the right before they left, and I think it lasted just over two hours, and they played maybe five songs, no vocals. It was just all instrumental, instrumental. jams. And I'm trying to remember that because I wasn't at a gig. No. You were there. Oh, we, I was at we a talk, game. Yeah, you it were just there, faded into the subset. <laughs> Not in my top but five, but I remember I'm there, sure it was awesome. So there, there was one song that the last like eight minutes it was Ronda doing a bass solo and Prince doing a guitar solo. And How do you know I was solo. there? Like you say, because with such confidence. That song ended, and we were kind of near each other. And you were like, he could have played that song till next Tuesday, and we'd still be here just going. <laughs> I remember that quote from no, man. No, no, I was there then because that totally sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they they just all blur together. Mm. Yeah, I it's mean, sometimes hard to to distinguish set to set. You know yeah. what what actually happened. Yeah. So what else? So you got you got um, the Glam Slam Gold Show. Yep. You got piano on the microphone. Yep. You got this Renato show. Yep. Give us your other two in the top five. Um, there was the. The night that he played the war for the first time. Tell us about that. I was there. You were there. <laughs> we were both there. We yeah, were, I was uh, gonna say I was there, but I mean I yeah. was uh, like uh, that was that was the night. Apparently, yeah. all three of us were there. We, all, yeah. we were there. Uh-huh. Hey, and we're gonna talk about the war here, all podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 an interlude, just like we did on the Exodus. Just a quick yeah. interlude. If you do not know about the war, you better ask somebody. Yes. Google it. Yes. So tell us about the war, Bill. Why should they be listening to the war? So it, it's 22 minutes of just mind-blowing... Uh, I want to just say music for it, but it's mind-blowing experience. Yeah, so tell us about the night. How did it go down? So it started... He was on the stage by himself, and he started playing the 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 drum track for it. One, two. Yeah. The evolution yep. will be coming, yep. guys. One, two. And he's kind of yep. getting the crowd going, yeah. right? Yeah. And he recorded all of us. Aren't we all on that? Yeah, we're on that. Yeah. I don't know. Dustin, Dustin's up in the DJ booth, so he's he's too cool for he's too yeah. cool to be on it. But you and me are <laughs> right, on it. Right, right. I was yep. right there. I was right. I was front row that night. Yep. And then that, it's just kept building and building and building. And then you just go boom and drop it back down to nothing again. And just start building it again. And it was just lifting us up and taking us down and lifting us up and taking us down and you know it's just a wild roller coaster ride that you you didn't want to have end yeah i'm with you there i thought what was particularly crazy i mean we're going to talk about the war probably like on every other podcast by the way (laughs) so if you don't want to talk about the war you know i mean get to your next podcast because I mean, we're going to talk go about the war. Go get the war and get in the game. Get in the game. You guys <laughs> yeah. need to go listen to the war because we're going to stretch this thing out a little bit because I, I think the war is such a, a quintessential 
piece mm-hmm. of Paisley Park history. Yeah. And it really, I think, is reflective of kind of that whole Paisley Park community and yep. how Prince pulled in the community in relationship to, like, I'm going to have you sing on the track. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you participate in the track. Like, I produced this. I wrote this. But, like, it was it was, it was was like a community affair. Yeah. Like, you know. And, and, and he was like, all right, you, you don't want to participate? You can leave now. Saturday mm-hmm. morning awaits. You, you <laughs> yep. want to get out of here? Yep. I'm about to challenge you. It's like yeah. Prince is the quintessential teacher. And he, he's producing something like literally we're two feet away from him. Yeah. And the guy is like. When he was making, on a brand making new instrument, the yeah. He, which one was that? Wasn't that that like kind of had the drum thing so he could play the drums a little bit and he had like. Oh, oh, yeah, I think it was that? red. Is yeah. it red? Yeah. And yeah. Then it had the different had the different I, pads on it. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's crazy because I had uh, I had forgotten that portion. I didn't realize that I he think was Tommy on. Tommy played it later on because right? I remember yeah. I remember the the keyboard. Nah, it had it, Tommy was gone at that point. The key, the keytar that Tommy would come out and solo. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was that, but, but this is no, some, no, uh, no. It was no, uh, Kirk, Kirk. Kirk played, played it. it. Yeah, yeah. He had the he had the um, the same kind of guitar he played on Leno when he played Come mm-hmm. On. Yeah, that's when he first had that piano like synth with like, yeah. the what do they call that with the it's like it's almost like, ladder, yeah. like oh you would just like turn that thing and just like work the heck out of yeah. it just bend some notes <laughs> and yep. stuff oh that song was just so crazy yep so do you remember um do you remember the uh the the pre-war set because like he played songs before the war yeah I, I, do you remember that? I'm drawing a blank right now. Yeah, I, I mean, he, yeah. he did, like, The Cross, yeah. The Christ, and yeah. he did, uh, it was kind of like this whole... I don't like when he did The Christ, but... Yeah, 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 yeah but, but it was, like, the whatever. same, <laughs> but it was, like, that, but it, there was, like, there was, like, five or six songs before the war, yeah. and then, like, I mean, that whole set was just ridiculous. Yeah. Now, do you remember getting the tape in the mail? Uh-huh. Yeah. that was, like, three and a half weeks later. Yeah. Let's, uh, for people that don't know, just talk about... What a cassette tape is? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we no, co- we covered cassette. that. We covered, we covered that, that in episode one. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is a cassette tape? You should go to Wikipedia. Check that out. Cassette tape. Links in the comments. Um, no, but just how that. How did you get the? Just talk about how you got the the cassette tape. Like what happened? What's crazy is I don't know how I got the cassette tape because they just sent that cassette tape out. I think so. If you had bought something from one eight hundred New Funk, the most awesome thing ever. <laughs> was it one eight hundred? What is it? What, wait, um, was it one eight hundred? Jersey. Jersey was a ripoff, y'all. They took my money. <laughs> I want my money back, Prince. Uh, but but if you had ordered something from one eight hundred New Funk, I think you were on like the mailing list. You didn't have to order the war cassette. It just showed up one day in an envelope at my parents' house. Blank, 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 Logan Avenue South. (laughs) Minneapolis, Minnesota. And it's just like, and and the the sticker in the corner is like Paisley Park Studios. And you're like, wait, what? And then you open it up, and it's this tape, the war. It's got the whole thing on it. Mm -hmm. And then you go and you put it in your cassette player. One, two. And then you're like, that's me. Yep. And this just <laughs> happened like three weeks ago. Yep. Oh, I'm telling you, man, I love that song. And I mean, we listened to that song. I was, That's on heavy rotation uh-huh. still. Uh-huh. Heavy rotation. If you don't know, yep. better ask somebody. Yep. Get to the records. No, you can't even get to the record store. You got to go. <laughs> no, I, I don't even know. Uh, is it on? Is it on like title? Is... I have no idea. Uh, I mean, it's, we got to figure gotta that, gotta out. that out. Because everybody who's listening... <laughs> <laughs> Write a note, put it on a post-it. You got to find the war. 
ask a right ask a friend ask, ask a, a friend. friend it's so good so okay so you got the war i mean that that was just crazy night yeah. what what what's another kind of paisley night that you just like top five top five prince shows whether it's paisley whether it's yeah there was glam there was slam one what, night what's, where they, they did a, sh- a show and this isn't one of the stages in the back room Back, in the back room, you're talking about uh, the MPG Music Club. Yeah, yeah, the, okay. the back, the we always call it the backstage area is what we called it. But, I um, mean, you call it the slam, so you're like, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're bill number one, bill yep, number one here. <laughs> um, it, it was back there, and um, they had a full performance done, and then the last half hour or so, it was just him and acoustic guitar. I wasn't there. I was wasn't. not there either. <laughs> yeah. So Damn you're telling it. me Prince on the acoustic guitar for about a half hour, forty minutes. Yeah. Give me a couple of the songs. He did. Uh, Sometimes the snows in April is the one I remember, and he 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 dragged that show that that song out. He played that a long time of it. Song, what wait? So what year is this? Do you think? Just guesstimate. Early nineties, late nineties, late nineties. So I want to say I think he was wearing that that blue jumpsuit from the rave. God, w- um, wait, were we there? I wasn't there, but I mean, it just shows yeah. you how much stuff I missed. Yeah. You know, I mean, what was I thinking? Whatever I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> you might have had a date. Might have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there was, there was one week where, I don't know if it was still WLOL or if that was gone. It was Kadeweeb, whatever, but... Um, 1.3. Yep. They, he did five nights in a row where he did shows out of Paisley that they were all announced on the radio. There was just crap ton of people out of Paisley. And it kind of sucked because everyone was like, oh my God, I'm on a princess thing. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> and Cause, cause, So let's just talk about that for one yeah. second. We need to make, I need to just put a pause in this whole mm-hmm. thing. So like you're in the scene. Yeah. And then there are people that are not in the scene. Yeah. That they're all showing up because they so, heard so on the radio. So how do you feel about said people that are not in the scene? Um, Those kind of nights were not the best nights to be out there. Why not? It was just a different vibe. It was just people who were probably like we were way back when the first opened and started happening, you know? But they were all, you know, we're 150, 175, 200 shows into it, and they're all newbies that they're, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, and everything's all. Pushing you out of the way and yeah, no respect yeah, <laughs> for your space. <laughs> yep. But he did five nights in a row, and these shows all started at, like, normal time, like, Nine o'clock at night. Cause so, so, what did normal show start at? What's what's not a normal time? A normal Paisley. Normal Paisley time. Just so people know. Two a.m. Two a.m. If you're lucky, was that early? Yeah, I mean, back in the '90s, it was doors usually opened at one o'clock. Party at. And then no, I mean the party. doors yeah. to Paisley at one o'clock. Show and at. then you'd have to suffer through myself DJing for <laughs> a couple hours, yeah. maybe three, depending on when he decided to perform. If he did perform. Yeah. And he didn't know. You never. You never knew. I mean, yeah. You never knew, did you? Well, you know, sometimes I had an, you know, an idea, but no, it was never like, oh yeah, you're going to play for an hour and 20 minutes and then he's going to hit the stage. Like, there's no set time. Yeah, it was, so it's just more organic, right? It's just like, things are just going to kind of. Yeah, you never know. All of a sudden, oh, he's like, oh, he comes up with a CD and you're playing a new song and then after the song, they're hitting the stage immediately or after the song, you're DJing again and. You don't. You have no idea. You have no idea. And a lot of times too, I think it was just like 
how the crowd is like what is the crowd mm-hmm. is the crowd do they deserve this <laughs> <laughs> maybe there, there are so many nights out there where we'd show up and whether it was you or jules and there's a third guy that was out there sometimes dj and fat i can't remember but he played like 90 percent exclusively house music so oh, the whole night was just boom, 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 and that was it that. and vince and i would like leave those nights early <laughs> Like we'd sit up by by the stage waiting for something. We're like, I hate house. Do, 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 do. I hate house. Do. Where were you? Where were you? I mean, that's an interesting question. Where were you, like, in relationship to the to the stage? Like, were were you like a front row guy? Were you like a mid pack guy? Or I like, like being uh, as close to the sound booth as possible. Because usually you had you had more room to to shake your booty. Yeah. And you got the better sound. So you wanted you were really interested in like where. Yeah. So you could hear the music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I I so, see so him. Did, you could still hit, see him well. And yeah. I'd been so you you weren't pressing the front. No. Never pressing the front. So, one time that that happened that I have a good story for. It was the first time that I actually had like a physical interaction with Prince, and this was back at Slam, and he was supposed to play. He was late because you you know he's late for everything. Oh, I mean, he's on time. Yeah. <laughs> when he shows up, yeah, it is on time. time. Yep. So, and this was back when it was still, we had, you know, the ability to go upstairs, and most people didn't. And we're upstairs, we're waiting in the, you know, where the parties usually happen. And we're like an hour and 45 minutes past when they said he's going to start playing. And I left that room, went and used the bathroom, came out of the bathroom, and as I'm getting to a corner i see his bodyguard come walking down that same hallway that i was going to turn into who was that at the time do you remember skinny bald dude i don't remember aaron yeah yeah yep yeah um so he walks by and so i'm looking at the bodyguard going and i'm like oh he's finally here and then his nose prince's nose hits me right between my moves which (laughs) (laughs) which they they weren't moves at the time but (laughs) they are today yeah yeah um so and he just kind of stood back and rubbed his nose and walked on by the bodyguard behind him was Malachi, who was a friend of mine, you know, and he grabs me and says, that's not the way to meet the guy. That's <laughs> fantastic. It's fantastic. wasn't what we tried. So, but, uh, so he, he actually played on a main stage that night. He didn't play up in the room. And the one of the girls that was with us that night, she wanted to watch from the stage. So we're, you know, chest up on the stage. center. Yeah, and you know, for those who weren't there, that – that stage was chest high and where we're standing the back side of prince's piano was right above us and at one point in the show prince jumped up and sat there and so his feet are dangling like right here and when he went to, he did one of his little spin moves to get up and stand on the piano and his foot just just missed me just and when he stood up on the piano he turned around and winked at me like <laughs> you know because that was right after we had ran into each other yeah. it was that so, night so, so that, he was like that was the evening and yeah he, he almost kicked you in the in the noggin <laughs> yeah. he was like so i could have kicked <laughs> you in the face yep. <laughs> let me ask you this because i think it's interesting right mm-hmm. so you are around right for a long long yeah long time i mean yeah. i think out of the people i know in the paisley scene there's not many people that like stuck with it mm-hmm. for as long as you did like yeah. there's there's some people that came in around the Dustin and I era. There's some people that came in after that. But yeah. you, like, precede us. Mm-hmm. like, And then you, like, precede us some back to, like, way early yeah. days. So 
out of all these shows, all this time, all these kind of interactions, do you, how do you think Prince saw you? Do you think he saw you? Did yeah. he know? Yeah. Like, like when you're rolling out there in 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. like, are you, how are you interacting with him? How does he know you? Does he know Bill? We like, like, like never how spoke. does, never spoke. Never spoke. Never spoke. Got a lot of those, you know, when you recognize someone looks, so he, you know, there, there was some He's sometimes, seen you. He's, yeah. He, he knows you. Yeah. And there, there was, Vince and yeah. I used to joke sometimes, we would get into Paisley and we both got the look from him. He's like, these two guys again, you know? <laughs> yeah. So he knows you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, how, and you kind of have like special moments over the years, like many. Um, there was one night I was out there with David out at Paisley. So I got one Paisley and one slam story that those happened. And sure. The Paisley one, it was a, you know, in my restaurant career, I, I had worked two like 18 hour shifts in a row and then found out there was a party at Paisley and David really wanted to go. I never missed them back in the day. So I'm like, I'm going, but I'm dead. I'm so tired. Got out there. This was in the, the backstage area again. What, what did you call it? What? Well, the yeah. MPG Music Club? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're back there. And we were over on one side. The, the stage was tucked in the corner. But when you, you underneath where there's, there's that upstairs area. Yep. So the stage yep, was back yep. in that corner. And we were way in one back corner. I was like, I don't just want to stand here. I got to go over. I was going to the other stairwell. And the song guy was right there. And I'm, like, I'm just going to lean up against that little wall right there. And Prince is on stage playing at this point. Then I walk over, get to where that was, kind of lean against the wall. And I look up on the stage, and I can hear him playing, and I don't see Prince anymore. And he came walking through the crowd with the guitar, walked right up to me, turned around, and played like a two, three, I don't know, could have been 10 minutes, so I, I don't know. Time <laughs> just kind of stops. <laughs> but I, I literally, I mean, it was like this much room between me and him, just a little, you know, half an inch. And he played and he played and he played and then just walked back through the crowd and got on stage and Dave was standing next to me and he goes, I think we can go now. And that was that was at Paisley Park? That was at Paisley. Do you and know that's, what song that's it was? I don't remember. I that's don't. the other thing too, like because I'm I'm sure he was comfortable yeah. because he had seen you so yeah. many times yeah. that, you know, he wasn't worried nope. about just walking up right next to you and jamming. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I mean, if you think about it, right? Yeah. And then the story back at Slam, I was hanging out with uh, Vince and a friend of ours named Mike. And can't remember everything we did that day, but we were in a mall somewhere. And there was a guy that had airbrush. And he had this sweatshirt that was the whole back of the sweatshirt was Prince's head from like the rave. No, it wasn't rave, obviously. What was it? But anyway, so I, I bought the sweatshirt. It was just plain, cheap, white sweatshirt in front of it. And, like, his whole head took up the back of the sweatshirt. It was all these different <laughs> colors, airbrushed on it. I'd wear that. Yep. <laughs> so we're back at Mike's place. And what I was wearing at the time, something, with, I don't know if it was eaten or food or whatever, spilled on it. And so I just took that off and put on the Prince sweatshirt instead. And all of a sudden, we find out, you know, this club slam. Like, well, I'm not going to slam wearing this. You know, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. But 
Well, they talked me into being that guy. <laughs> so we're upstairs, and it, it's just a DJ night. And so we're on the dance floor dancing. And also, uh, nice just a DJ night? Bummer. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Austin, I, I look, and both Vince and Mike are laughing because, you know, I'm facing this way, and they're facing towards me. I'm like, what are you guys laughing at? I turn around, and there was Prince and whatever girl he's, who's he seen at the time. Um, you tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. They were standing there. I so, bet she was pretty. <laughs> very much so. You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> so there was a pretty girl in Prince. Yep. So I turn around and understand. He's looking at me, and he just kind of gave like a little... I'm laughing at you kind of chuckle laugh and then he grabs the girl and they turn and walked away and he looked back at me again and laughed and kept walking and I'm like alright cool so Prince just laughed at me because I'm wearing this geeked out Prince fan sweatshirt and, and he's and he's calling you on it yeah which is fantastic yeah. right classic Prince so I yep. mean you, you're with Prince you're in the deal you're, you're, you're participating in this community mm-hmm. how is Prince kind of like shaping Bill how do you think this experience, right? Yeah. Glam Slam, yep. Paisley Park, all the shows, the music, the stories. Yep. Like, how is how is that making Bill Bill? I think some of the main things that I got from all these experiences is to just be me and to go all out at what I want to be you know because he he didn't care he he wanted to wear you know clothes that only women wear and putting he made on it work. something that another wouldn't dare yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> freeze burn compared to cool yep um you know and just the way he always reinvented himself and the way he was always so damn confident in what he was doing was the right move and as far as me being creative and I, I don't do much with it anymore, but with my music, I took that with me all the time when I was writing songs and playing what I was playing. And now with my photography, that the, the creative part, it's just, you can't, you can't brattle it. You got to let it free. Yeah. And you, Tell us about your photography. Plug so, yourself, plug yourself. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> plugging myself, I've got a William Drew photography is my website and my photography business and I mainly specialize in uh, nighttime photos of uh, Minneapolis skyline and uh, Disney World and they are absolutely amazing too I mean I feel like being friends with you on social media over the years I've seen your stuff like take off and like you said earlier when we were talking before we started this like you're like on the brink of this could actually be something. Yeah, it, it, it's feeling that way. I've, I've had some really good months lately, and um, it, it it just seems that everything I'm doing now, I, I've I've had the creative side for a while. I'm still getting better at that side, but the the business stuff that I've learned lately to go with the creative side and how to tie them in together and not have the business side restrict the creative side or vice versa that that's really starting to blossom for me. And that's also kind of like. Prince always said, you know, it's music business. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's photography business. Like yep. you can't, you can shoot pictures forever, but you can't eat unless right. you got the business side of it. Yep. Yep. So I think that's all coming together. But, um, 
But I, I think the main thing is just, you know, you've got to do you and you've got to give yourself time to grow into yourself and, 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 you know, let everyone see what you are. You got to do you. Yeah. So. And no one did that better than him. Why not? I think he just put so much time and effort into being Prince that, you know, that was his one, you know, most people who make it to, you know, his level or whatever, they, you know, they're a musician when they got to go in the studio and make an album or when they're on tour. Otherwise, they're just whatever they do. And with Prince, he was always Prince. He was always working on music. He was always working on his dance steps. He was always working on, you know, whatever avenue he wanted to get better at. I think a lot of that, too, is like, um, I mean, he said it before, too. It's just like back in the day when he was battling the record industry was like, what was he looked and said, what what was what do I not have that they have? And mm. that's the recording studios. Yeah. And so what did he do? Built, Built his own so. recording yep. studio. Yeah. Yep. And then he's like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> So how do you think he he impacts kind of like how you approach your art? I try not following down the path that everyone else is following because that's do you there. how do you make those choices? How do you know? Like how do you see that? Um, a lot of that is mostly business side stuff. Um, you know, the, there are. You know, I I I have a lot of photographer friends, and there are so many photographers that are better than me, at you know maybe it's, you know in the post process and they make their picture look better or or whatever. I I think I get a little more creative in my setups, but you know I look at these people and the pictures they turn out, and they're all doing the same thing. They're all putting their pictures in the same area. They're all you know putting the same words in their pictures, and I could follow down that path. But there, there's all these other people there that are all fighting for the same attention. And you got to go off on a different path and find the path that's right for you. And that's always where I've been trying to walk. And I'll give you an example of how you do you. I messaged you when I was looking for photographers for my wedding. Mm-hmm. And I asked you to, to be the photographer at my wedding. And you said... <laughs> Hell no. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I did. I hate weddings. Not I don't gonna do happen. Yep. I don't do Not weddings. gonna happen. I, I've done a few weddings in a day and those are hell. And not your scene. If if I could charge like, you know, fifty thousand for a wedding, I'd do it. But I'm not that good at them. I don't have the background to just start charging that amount and the amount of work you gotta do to get to that level. That's the photography I do now, it's me being out in the moment and enjoying where I'm at and I'm just happening to capture pictures of it doing a wedding is goddamn work yeah, 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 <laughs> oh yeah, my yeah. god you, you, it you, is work <laughs> you are into the beauty yeah you like you like yeah. the beauty you're yeah. trying to capture mm-hmm. beauty and yeah. life and yeah. something that you can share and, and, and that and, holds a moment and, and right? what I try to like to say is I'm trying to capture a moment and I want to share this moment and I want to capture not just what it looks like, but I want to try to capture what it feels like and how it's making me feel and why I'm choosing this particular 
seeing the capture. And you Man. do you do Minneapolis, right? Like yes. you're big into shooting scenes around Minneapolis. Yes. And then you, you do a lot of scenes around Disney. Around Disney, yep. So why Disney World? Um that's just a place as a family our parents took us down there starting back in seventy seven. And we would just regularly we went back in eighty and eighty three and then it was every couple of years and Right before you heard 1999. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but it's just always, it, we went so often now, it, it kind of feels like home when I go down there. And it's a place where it, you know, kind of like all the times going into Paisley, it never has lost its magical ability to make me feel like a kid and make me feel wonderment and make me feel like something special is going to happen here. Um, and just the way they designed Disney too was just it's a photographer's paradise down there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. And we were talking about it earlier and I think it's interesting, right? Um and I told you to stop telling me, right? I was mm-hmm. like, "No, we got yeah. we got to record that. <laughs> I'm going to come yep. back around on that, you know, yep. cuz you were making a comparison mm-hmm. between Disney World and Paisley Park." Yeah. So I I'm, I'm not going to stop you this time. Right. So tell, tell what's the comparison? What's Paisley Park, Disney World? Talk so it's I've mentioned this to a couple of people, and and everyone looks at me like I'm batshit crazy, but um, and it it goes with Prince and Walt Disney, it goes with Disney World and Paisley Park. They're both places where magic happened, and you can't explain the magic at either places. You when you're at Disney World and you're feeling whatever it is that feels down there it's, you can't just tell someone that oh it feels like magic because you know and it's just that the atmosphere the the way the building is designed and everything when you're in Disney World you just it's just a magical all your worries are gone you feel like a kid you feel like you can be creative and when you're at Paisley Park it's the same thing you just it's it's a magical feeling. You don't know what you're going to see. You just know it's going to be creative and it's going to open up your abilities to be more creative and be more yourself. And it's just, it's two people who were able to capture how to make those feelings happen and last. And um, as different as they were, as Prince is the rude boy and the bad boy and Walt Disney is like the family entertainment king of the world, whatever. And they had a lot of similarities where they were able to grasp whatever that magic is and have other people feel it too. Can you imagine Prince performing at Disney, at Disney? World? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just yep. Yep, that that was now that he's gone, I think it'd be a little more acceptable, but back then people would be like, What is he doing here? Why is this guy you know, I don't right. want my kids hearing this. Have you been Have you been to Paisley Park since he has passed? No, no. Will you uh, go? Well, I'm sure there'll be some point where I will. Why? I mean, I I did the you know I, I walked along the fence and the wall and I read everything that was on there a few times. Um, and that was when my my tat idea jumped out at me because that. Tell us what your tat. So my tattoo, I've got 7801, and that's the address at Paisley Park. Nice. Autobahn Road. Yep. Can I see it? Um, Where is it? Yeah, it's right up here. Uh, let me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's take a look. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't know. Let me get about this. <laughs> But um, I got the idea 
for the tat. As we were walking around Paisley after he passed, and I saw that address sign out in front of it, and it just lit up in my head that I've got to do this. 7801 Audubon Road. Oh, okay. So, so you got the seven. Cool. That is so And then cool. the eight has got the eyes. And then the, the zero uh-huh. has got the symbol. And the one, what's on the... What's it's, on? it's the eye from, from 1999. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to use the one from 1999 because that's a penis. So I didn't want to put that on my arm. <laughs> good call, good call, good call. No, but that but, is, and that the is, seven is from the single seven. Yeah, that's yep. just ridiculous, man. That is a sweet tattoo. That's awesome. But that uh, I believe Mark is gonna get a tat. Or yeah, we're gonna get a tat, man. We're gonna do this. Maybe maybe how Bill take me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with that, it, I saw that sign there that I'd seen hundreds and hundreds of times, but I saw it at that time and it just like. Worked. So so what was different? I mean, and maybe maybe we'll just even back up just a little bit further. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, Prince dies, right? Yeah. Like, where were you that day? Like, tell us about that whole. So. I was at home. That was shortly after I had my, my aneurysm. And it was actually supposed to be the first day that I was supposed to go to work. But uh-huh. the, the neurosurgeon had to cancel my appointment the day before. Like same job you already had? So, yeah, the job I had. So, so running at the, the restaurant I was running at the time. So, okay, you had so. an aneurysm. Just yeah. back up to the aneurysm because yeah. <laughs> I remember that story too. Yeah. So, on March 10th of 2016... Um, just as I was going down, laying down for bed at night, it was like one thirty in the morning. I had a, a brain aneurysm where a, a vein in my brain decided, you know, let's party and explode. You know, <laughs> um, so I spent uh, two and a half weeks in the hospital, and then another five weeks at home. And it was something where, at first, they're like, "You're not going to work for six months. Uh, you're, you know, you have to take it easy for a long time." And then they saw, you know, how it was, and I went back to work after two months. And wow, it was it was a it was a scary time. Yeah. So you're supposed to go back to work on. I was supposed to go back to work on th- on the 21st on April 21st. That was that was the original go back to work date. But my April 20th appointment to see the neurosurgeon to get, you know, to get the final checks, he had to cancel that because of whatever had come up in his schedule. So. So how but, do you find out? How did I find out? Yeah, how did you find out? I had, um, I was on my computer. I was working on some t- photography stuff. And I finished, and I got a Facebook message from a friend that she just said, there's someone unconscious at Paisley. I was like, oh. And so I started looking around at stuff and seeing stuff here or there. And a couple of friends called me. We're talking, what's going on? It's got to be him. It can't be him. And I turned on... Hopefully it's Dudley D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was talking to David, who was... He was the one that... His uncle was the one that was building Paisley Park, or was building contractors. And he yeah. was the one we drove out there with and had a lot of nights out there with him. And um, I was on the phone with him while he was at work. And I had on whatever channel it was, and it came up that said, um, TMZ reporting that Prince is dead. Just flashing the screen, and just lost it. Yeah. Did you go out there that day? Not that day. I went out on Sunday. Okay. Check out yeah. the fans. Yep. And then I went back a couple of days later, and like, no, was it the following Saturday? I went back out there, and it was like the state fair out there. Yeah, I mean, I remember walking out there, and it was just like, 
we went out and we brought the kids on. I went out there like immediately. Like I mm-hmm. heard the news. I was out there like yeah. literally like when it was all going down. And then we went out there the next day on Friday with the kids. And I was like, what the hell have they done mm-hmm. to Paisley Park? Yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah. So how does life change for you with Prince's passing? I mean, you're part of the scene. You're mm-hmm. going to shows. You're living the life. Yep. There's always kind of like the hope and the you know you never know we're all gonna grow together no but yeah and 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 you never know what's gonna happen right like like something's gonna pop right Mm -hmm. even when like you got like you were talking about it earlier right we go six weeks on eight weeks on ten weeks on yeah saturday 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 yeah and then it's like quiet six months yeah two years five years right but there's always like in the back of your head like I mean, you never know. I'm, re- I'm ready to go. I'm right? ready yeah. to go, right? I could get the call <laughs> yep. right now. Yep. Close a dry cleaned. I'm calling somebody. We're going. So, I mean, now what? The, the biggest thing that's different is not being with you know you guys and everyone out at Paisley anymore. We missed that. We we all had a there's all a camaraderie that we all had out there, and we don't get to have that as often anymore. Talk and to I, I still, I still, I can listen to the music and it doesn't, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. It is. I can listen to it and I'm enjoying it just like I always have. And the videos and everything, I can, that, that's all the same. You know, it's just the, you don't have your, your Prince posse around you as much as you used to. And Talk I, to me. I, sorry to interrupt no you, worries. but I think, I think it's just like also that we were talking about earlier, like that unknown part. Like, yeah you don't there's you're missing that like spark of what if what could yeah, yeah what what could like i mean there's a lot of times like before i was djing that mark and i would be like it's friday night you're going to the u of m i'm an up-and-coming wannabe dj <laughs> but like whatever plans are happening on friday night like those. We, yeah like if, <laughs> if we if we find out that there's something going on at Paisley Park. Like the, we're the ditching sigma, sigma, everyone. We're ditching everyone. Like, or I, I mean, we're inviting people too, but at yeah. the same time, they're ninety nine percent of the time they're not yeah. coming because they yeah. just don't. Yeah, they have they no don't idea. Know. So, so tell me about the Prince Posse, because like I mean, you alluded to like like Dudley and I, right? Because yeah. we don't hang out on the regular. No, I mean we're not like. Yeah. I just want like it's important kind of get this out there, but there's. There's this Prince community mm-hmm. of people yeah. that, like, you saw. Yep. Wh- so, wh- what did that community mean to you? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back a little bit. There's one thing that popped in my head about um, talking about when Prince died, and things that changed, and one of the biggest things that changed, and it, it blew my mind that night, and it still kind of takes me back, is the, the world turned purple. Yeah. Never in a million years would I, thought, I mean, you don't think about Prince dying, but. Not only did the world turn purple, but all your life of being a Prince fan and people giving you dirty looks and why you like him and he's dirty and he's ninety four man ninety four yeah. these people think he's crazy yeah and now everyone's like oh I've always loved him he's 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 awesome mother you know and it's a totally different world that way now we're we're now you know how does that make you feel like I mean do you do you like do you embrace kind of like the love and adoration that he's gotten post death or do you feel like 
Or do you buy a ticket for the pub crawl, the Prince pub crawl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it's it's still a weird experience having him be the cool thing now, and it's, you know having people talk, you know talk about how you know they like this song, they like that song, they like this album, and, you know, you know, and people coming up and asking me about my Prince stories and. That never happened before, so yeah. it's all it's 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 weird. I but I I like it. I I still want him to be popular and be more popular. I I want whatever's in the vault to come out and have people just explode over it. And why? Why do you want that? He deserves it. He's he's been the best, and he's been overshadowed. You know, it, people can't when you when you compare him to, to the best guitar players ever. Yeah, that's a, it's a you know it's a favorite thing. You can't really judge technically too much it's it's well he's my favorite but he's always known well now as one of the best guitar players but with those circle of best guitar players how many of them are also one of the best piano players ever and how many of them are one of the best bass players ever and how many of them have you know a thousand years of music in their you know vault he's, yeah he's, he's just on a different world that no one else has ever been on and most 99 percent of the world hasn't experienced that like how, we have how how can they experience it what like if you were like to give advice to somebody that's like hey i, I listened to purple rain i checked out the hits i listened to you know some of these songs what advice would you give somebody that's just getting into prince music how would you like direct somebody yeah. to go deeper with the music I used to be really, really good at that and get people the right albums to follow. I haven't had that question come very often anymore. Um, and a lot of it, you got to kind of know the person who's asking because there is a wide range of prints. You know, some people ask you, you can throw them at the jazz stuff or at his instrumental stuff. Some you can throw them at, you know, some of his more rock stuff. And you know, you can you can hook anybody. He's yeah. got so much stuff. Yeah. like you can hook. Yeah, you just got it. So you know, figure so, out what they what they so like, you man, and then you, you can you, hook you, them. You play the response to the person. Yeah, yep. And that that's always worked well for me doing it that way instead of just saying, "Well, this is my favorite," because that's my favorite. It's not gonna, you know. Yeah. You know, I, our favorites are your yours is you know Days of Wild and mine is Holy River, completely different songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, know? Holy River! I love that song. I love that yeah. song too. Yeah. I mean, it's a good <laughs> song. I, I it's still, a good song. I still, at the end of the song, my, I still get the hair raising up in my arms and everything. That song just. It's on the Emancipation album, people. Yes. Check it out. Yep. Yes. <laughs> hey, speaking of albums, what's your favorite album? Around Around the Day. Oh. Watch. Which that that's that's been a recent change. Um, it, of course, you know it was 1999, Sign of Times Forever, and it, it's Around Around the Day is just I think it's just stood the time, and it keeps getting better and better and better, and you know, Temptation is maybe the worst song on there and you listen to that song and that he wails in that song that song is so damn good and that's like the worst song on the album i feel like I, I feel like and i need it, to listen to that album again and what, what, I what listened other to that song album. is on that album yeah. huh what other song is on that album the ladder the ladder and that and then uh, condition of the heart oh my god that song listens to the piano playing in a song and his vocals on that song and then you, know, you got pop life which is the first song at clam slam yeah um, you know, and then you got what Paisley song? Park and Raspberry Beret. Paisley Park, and before it was a building, song. before Bill was walking yep. through the doors <laughs> of Paisley Park, it yep. was on wax. It was a song, and yep. I mean, it's really, I mean, 
I think it's interesting because like before it was a song, before it was like a a, a building in a yeah. place, and this is like the recording studio. Like in the song, it says, you know, this is a community. Yeah, Paisley Park is a lifestyle. Paisley Park is a way of being. Paisley Park is a way of interacting with one another. It's it's how are we going to engage? And I think the song you know prophetically kind of sets up our life our experience mm-hmm. right like there's yeah. like like the building was one thing right yeah the building was one thing yep. and and you know the building's still open they're doing their tours god bless them i haven't been there either right. but you know i mean god bless them they're hopefully archiving the stuff and mm-hmm. they're, they're doing their deal out there but but that ain't paisley park like I think Prince had it or right. wanted it or, or or as we knew it, right? Right. Like there's just something so much more to Paisley Park, and mm-hmm. it's about it's about us, you know. It's about people. Yes. It's about how people interact. It's about yes. that creativity. It's about that love and that community. And mm-hmm. It's about folks of very very different backgrounds coming together doing their thing. I I, I think it's. Uh, he was prophetic in that way, right? Yes. And even Absolutely. when the even when the building you know may not reflect that like the legacy lives on that that we're still talking right absolutely <laughs> yep <laughs> we're still talking dustin's still djing parties things are still going on right that mm-hmm. that that the legacy lives on in the people yeah absolutely it's been good man i uh we appreciate you coming on well thank you it's been it's been wonderful being here and i can never talk i feel like i feel like eventually we could do a a whole nother episode with Bill. Oh yeah, Bill because Wenzel he, part he's, two. He's gonna I'm he's here. gonna go home and he's gonna remember. Let's not name he's kill gonna Bill re- too. He's gonna remember some of the songs and some of the yeah. set lists. No, we bring we bringing Bill back for sure. <laughs> Bill Bill is coming back for yep. sure because Bill is old school, man. I mean, Bill is bringing it back. Eighty four, eighty two, eighty two, eighty two from the yeah. from the the radio, nineteen ninety nine. I I burned through. Four or five 1999 cassette tapes before Purple Rain came out. Because <laughs> I was listening to it so damn much. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, favorite song is Holy River? Holy River. And the breakdown might be taking that over. The breakdown is. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about the breakdown. Um, That was on his second to last album. Is that right? Hey, uh, it's, it's okay to have your favorite song change, too. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it needs to change. It yeah. has to change. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't change, you ain't growing. Yep. Um, but the, the breakdown is there, there's part of me that thinks that, you know, maybe there was something where he knew he was leaving. And cause part of that song is, you know, you think so? Give me back the time. You can keep the memories and all. And there's parts of the song that make me yeah. think that he, he knows his time is, you know, winding up and just the, the, the groove of that song is infectious and just it's it's typical with him it's it's a ballad that's powerful and um you know the 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 passion in his voice and the screaming and the you know it's just a song that just just grips you and holds you and and squeezes and um it just you know that that song blows my mind the breakdown and the the live video of that song you watch it he cried at the end of it I, that re- I gotta rewatch that. I gotta rewatch yeah. that too. <laughs> yep. So, 
Breakdown, another mm-hmm. suggestion for all podcast yes. listeners. Go check it out. One more jam, right? Absolutely. One more jam to check out. Yep. And I think Prince will get you, you know, and I think the, the catalogs, there's always something, oh, right? Yeah. There's always yeah. something. Absolutely. There's always something. What do you think about the new stuff that's come out, just like recently released from the vault and all that? I think they did a really good job with, uh, it's called, uh, uh, no, it's not Anthem. What's it, what do they call it? Uh, anthology. The 95 through 2010, is that what it's no, called? No, but that's just, that's just yeah. like on streaming. Right, there was no hard copies of that release. I don't no, know. but okay. that stream, but it's got yeah. all the cuts. Right, yeah, yeah no, that that super when I listened to that the first couple of times, I was like, they did a damn good job putting this together. It's good pick, and, good pick. Yeah, um, the the piano and a mic album, I've had that for a long, long time, and they cleaned that up so well because <laughs> you can hear it now. Technology, <laughs> just from the quality perspective. Yeah, just from the yeah. quality perspective. So, I didn't listen to it that much before because it was such a crappy. Yeah. audio quality, quality bootleg but now it, it's it's an enjoyable listen yeah yeah what are your hopes for the future with in relationship to kind of the vault and the estate and like what they're going to do with mm-hmm. the music what are your hopes for the future um that we keep getting so many music and i i would hope to god they get some of the live stuff out yeah that stuff has to come the, the videos and just live albums and you know as good as he was live the fact that there's not you know that he didn't take advantage of that opportunity was has always been something I thought was strange. And so if we can get, hopefully get he was album. hopefully he was just saving it for right for us. I mean you know right who knows what's in there? Who knows man? When I, I know I know it's good. Yeah, I would love to be that guy that's just that. There's right? one guy that has a job that's there going is one through guy. all this stuff, <laughs> yep. and he's making sure that it moves from tape. To digital and just documenting and mm-hmm. I hope they're also recording, like you know, I hope there's film of him and what he's doing because that has got to be dream job. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just amazing experience, right? I mean, what, like, what do you do? I'm like, all right, I got to get up again today and go listen to unreleased Prince music. Bummer. <laughs> 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 but th- think of how much there is, though. Oh. I mean that the, the the amount of music that he's released is kind of staggering, but what's unreleased? Yeah. And they reported there was they found he made an album with Ozzy Osbourne. What? That was in one of the, the articles when they first started digging through the vault. There was an Crazy. album with Ozzy Osbourne. I can't keep up with all this. It's wild. It's so yeah. much stuff. Yeah. I've never heard anything from it. I don't know what it would sound like, but I saw I that and I was like, what? Mind blown. <laughs> Mind blown. Well, this has been good. Thanks for yeah, coming man. out, man. We're going to bring you back. Thanks for having me. We're going to do this again. <laughs> we are uh, here to to really chronicle the experiences mm-hmm. of people like Bill What Winslow. And what an experience and experiences you have had. Like, it's oh. 300 shows? It's yeah. just amazing, right? Yeah. Three, I, mean, I mean, 300 shows seen Prince. That's not even including, like, all the times you're just standing out at Paisley drinking $2 waters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so fantastic. Just for dance parties. Hey, yep. hey Bill, before we, before we, before we close this thing out, why don't you hit them up one more time and again with your photography website? Cause yes. I mean, you got some, you got some good stuff out Thank there. You. Bill's about to blow up. You want some Hopefully. photos of the Buy Minneapolis. What? Buy them now. Buy them now. Minneapolis and, and Disney World. So give us, give us yeah. that website real quick. It's uh, William. Drew Photography.com. Um, 
the Minneapolis ones, there are several in there that are from the Night Prince past when the city turned purple, and then the anniversaries when it's gone purple. So it's a lot of Prince connection there, too. So check out the website. He just gave it to you. Yes. Hit back 15 seconds. You can write it down. Go check it out. We got some really, really good stuff. We'll post the link. We'll post the link. Bill, we appreciate you coming on. This is Paisley Nights. We are chronicling the days of wild. I am Mark Bondi with the co-host DJ Dudley D. And we are telling stories of Paisley Park. We're going to keep these things coming. There are countless stories, all kinds of people impacted by Prince opening up the doors of Paisley Park, letting us in mm. night in and night out year over year i mean the stories we just getting started y'all so keep listening we appreciate it peace and be wild yeah (laughs) i knew that line